Welcome to SageCast, the podcast of Pomona College. I'm Patty Vest. And I'm Mark Wood. This season on SageCast, we're talking with a variety of Pomona College students about topics and experiences that shape their collegiate lives. Today, we're talking about student faculty research with two students who are currently taking part in Pomona's summer undergraduate research program, known on campus as SERP. Today, we have Pauline Beckers and Ian Poveda, both class of 21. Welcome, Pauline and Ian. Thank you. Thanks. It's great to have you with us. Um, Let's start with why you're here right now. (laughs) You're both capping a pretty busy second year at Pomona with a busy summer uh, doing research. Why did you decide to spend your summer here doing that instead of doing all the other things you could be doing? Anyone. <laughs> yeah, either one of you. Well, for me, it's a matter of my family lives pretty far in Austria right now. And last summer I went to Austria and I've never lived there because they moved there whilst I was in mm. um, Paraguay for my gap year. And so I really, I enjoyed being there last year. Um, I love Austria. It's a beautiful place, but I really wanted to do something um different I wanted to work and I can't do that in Austria just because I don't speak the language um, I don't speak German and really I I wanted to do something related to my major um, and envi- environmental analysis and that's how I got to do my SERP essentially um, I feel like I sort of fell into it because my professor uh, professor Garza in the chemistry department um, had reached out to me after my first year um, sort of like leading into the summer and he was like, oh, what are you doing for the summer? And I had just secured a job. And so I was like, well, I actually just said yes to someone else. But I said, can I take like a rain check and make maybe do this the following summer? Um, because last summer I had worked outdoors. Um, so it was like definitely not an indoor thing, which is what I'm doing now, sitting in a lab at a computer most of the day. Um, so yeah, I think it was mostly because I wanted to follow up and it seemed like a really interesting opportunity. I'd never done research before. Um and yeah, so I and I also heard so many great things about the CERT program. So, what is it about research that attracts you guys? For me, especially SERP, it was the independence and really having the freedom to do what you want. Um, I feel like it's very different to like the whole class situation. I really decide completely what I do and when I do it, and it's just a completely different feeling. And you're really researching your interests, um, mainly that more than anything. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, I felt like it was something, like I mentioned already, like was totally new ground. I'd never done it before. Um, I had a friend that lived in my hall this past year who had also done research with Professor Garza and had said like, it was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. You should totally work with him. He's a great mentor. So that was sort of the reason why it seemed like a great opportunity. So let's let's back up and talk a little bit about your backgrounds. Um, tell us a little bit about where you're from, and um, have you did you ever do research uh, before you came to Pomona? Did you were you uh, science fair nerds or <laughs> or anything of that kind? Um, so I was born in South Africa to two Dutch parents, um, and we moved around every four years. So I've lived <laughs> in a lot of countries, went to a lot of schools. Um, 
Research-wise, I have never done anything like this. Um, I've always been very interested in the environment and, you know, um, I've always like wanted to know the names of fish when I went scuba diving or the names of plants when I went hiking. Um, and I think that's what like really grabbed my interest for researching. Um, but never have I done it in the same way as I'm doing it now, essentially. Um, so I'm from Miami, Florida. Um, I, let's see, my parents are, my dad's from Colombia, and my mom is half Cuban, half American. Um, yeah, I grew up my entire life in Miami. Definitely was, uh, quite, uh, I don't know, it was daunting. The, the, like, just the idea of like leaving home, especially so far going all the way to California. Um, but yeah, grew up my entire life in Miami. Absolutely loved it. Definitely knew that I wanted another place where I would be spending four years to be relatively warm, um, <laughs> have similar, you know, life, uh, just like, you know, the outdoor experience was definitely, um, something I was looking for. Um, but yeah, I would say, I would say that growing up, it was definitely, um, something I considered was where I wanted to go to school and I wanted to, to be at a place which would be academically rigorous. Um, but at the same time, sort of like, uh, mirroring what my experience was like growing up. Did you know that you wanted to do research before you came to Pomona or Pauline, you said you didn't really have that experience before and, or did you, after you came to Pomona, you, you realized that you had some research opportunities here? How did that well, I come about? I never really thought of, of like research as something I could be doing mm -hmm. at this level, especially. So, um, really coming to college, I really had an idea of, I'm going to go to class. I'm going to do my own thing. And then other than that, I'm just going to go home to my parents. And then when I got here, I realized there's like a billion opportunities for me to do what I want. Mm -hmm. um, but other than that, no, I, it was a bit daunting to me at first as well, because, you know, you're an undergraduate and, you know, a lot of the times you think I'm not capable of doing it or I'm not smart enough or I don't have the skills yet to do it. But I feel like SERP is for me was really an, a chance to learn a lot, mm -hmm. not just, you know, you're going to get it wrong a lot of the time. What mm -hmm. I realized during my research is that a lot of the time you think you're going to do one thing and then it turns out to be something else. But so now I look, see as it, uh, look at it more as like a, an experience, like a learning experience. And, you know, it was really valuable to me. Um, so yeah, I definitely did not have any research experience going into Pomona or even to this summer. Um, yeah, so this was totally new, new grounds for me. I had never done anything like it. Um, it was only sort of like word, word of mouth, what it, the experience would be like mm -hmm. or what I thought it would be like. Um, cause I feel like I'd always heard of people pipetting basically the whole summer or, you know, <laughs> it didn't sound very appealing. So I was like, why would anyone want to do research? Um, it's not that <laughs> to dispel any rumors. Um, definitely not that I think, um, I think every research experience is so different just from being here, like during the summer so far, hearing about what other people are doing, whether they're working for a history professor or an anthropology professor, um, in my case, working in the chemistry department, even just within the department, people are doing such different things. Um, some of which, yes, does include pipetting, um, maybe in the bio, <laughs> bio department in that case, but um, it's not all that. And I think that's what um, has definitely been eye opening, at least so far. Um, that they're all so varied, the experiences.
So you're both rising juniors. Um, you have two years under your belt. Um, tell us about your experience here so far. Um, has it been what you expected? Um, uh, how did you choose your majors? So on. It has not been what I expected. <laughs> um, I really came to America with a very, like, clear like view of, you know, what I thought America was going to be like, what I was going to expect college to be like, and Pomona has really changed that. Um, I came in thinking I want to do EA, and then I kind of went off that because I thought I might do sociology, and I took classes. I mean, that's a cool thing about America. I, like The American system compared to... Mm -hmm. um, the U.S. system compared to um, the European system just because... The European system is you pick a major from the get go, and you have to stick to it, stick to it, unless you want to just drop it and start over. Mm -hmm. But you know that's part of why I came to the U.S. is because I, even after my gap year, I still didn't really know what I wanted to do, um, and I think Pomona really gave me the opportunity to explore. And I also thought that um, it was going to be hard to really adjust to. Um, the culture here, but I mean, Pomona has a really strong support system for international students and everyone was very welcoming. Sponsor group was very wel welcoming. Ian was in my sponsor group. So, <laughs> um, no, that, that's, that's what made it easier for sure. And, um, after taking a lot more EALS uh, classes and talking to my advisor, Char Miller, I decided to pick EA. Um, and I'm still, seeing what track I want to take in EA. Um, but after two years of just er experimenting different um, subjects, I think that's what I'm going to do. What are the options for tracks in EA? You have sustainability and the environment. You have the um, society track, and then you have the environmental science track. So I'm still picking between the society one or the sustainability track. Mm -hmm. You said you had a different idea of what college was going to be like. How was it different from what you've experienced these first two years? Well, I feel like a big thing is the media. Like, <laughs> you know, in Europe, like everyone has an idea of the U.S. as like very typical, you know, high school musical almost. <laughs> like the you know, <laughs> yeah. Um, you Frat know, boys and yeah, and fraternities, yeah. sororities, and. Yeah. Um, I guess it, for many colleges, it is a little bit of that. Um, but obviously, Pomona is very unique in that it just has a very different, like a much smaller community feel, um, which I really like about Pomona. Like, I really know a lot of people in my in my grade, at least, and also many people, um, like seniors, juniors. Um, and that's what I like most about it, just a very small, homey feel. So, yeah. Um. Yeah, I feel like what I what I normally tell people is that <laughs> Pomona was everything I expected it to be and more. Um, I think I was totally blown away by just like the first year experience. I like still beam about it today. I think there's just, I mean, part of me is the naive sense in me wants to say that there were absolutely no flaws and it was just like, <laughs> you know, amazing, um, which most of it was, I'll admit. But um, yeah, I think it was... Uh, just the first year experience in general, like Paulina said, was the sponsor group was so awesome. And you um, two were 
Spiblings. Spiblings. Yeah. Remember to explain the word spiblings. Right. So (laughs) sponsor group sort of wants to resemble a family in some ways. Um, And so instead of calling each other siblings, you'd call each other spiblings. (laughs) Um, And you have your... um, I don't even know how. Sparents? Sparents? I don't know. Sparents? <laughs> yeah. Spare set of parents. Um, Alex and Jillian, I remember. Yeah. And so, um, yeah, there's definitely like that very, uh, like a familial, um, you know, experience, especially for people, I, I feel like for Paulina, especially for coming sure. from abroad um, is important. Sure. You wanting mm-hmm. to feel like you're included, feel like you're, um, you know, a part of something rather than like one in a huge sea of people. Um, and so, yeah, I loved my first year experience. I loved, I mean, I still view about Pomona, um, but there was definitely just like that, like streak of, uh, excitement for just the first year experience with OA, um, even just ID one classes. There were just so many different unique things about that experience. Um, and what was the second part of the question? Um, <laughs> how did you choose your major? How did I choose my major? Okay. So I applied to the college of psychology major. Hmm. Which, to be completely honest, was like sort of um, random. I was I looked through the list of of majors and I was like, well, psychology seems interesting. Also, seems like vague slash broad enough that I wouldn't have to like, <laughs> you know, microbiology. Like, what does that even mean now? Like, I was I didn't really totally grasp what all these majors mm-hmm. meant and what they um, included. And so I was like, well, psychology seems like a safe choice. <laughs> so I applied to the college of psych major. Um, but today, I'm definitely not a psych major. I took an intro psych class, actually, just to see what it was like. And um, I liked it, but it definitely it wasn't something that I felt like I wanted to continue pursuing. You didn't fall in love. No, I didn't. Um, and But I did take a, a literary analysis class for Spanish um, and really loved it with Professor mm-hmm. Cartagena. Um, and so as of right now, on paper, I'm a Spanish major. And then um, I'm planning to be a chemistry minor. So we'll see what changes. I think it may end up changing. I'm not totally sure, but that's sort of what I'm I'm sticking to right now. Wonderful. Yeah. Um, let's dive into your SERP programs. And I think from what you guys have said, you may fall into like the two different categories of SERP. I think you're doing a more structured one with Professor Garza, and then you're pursuing an independent yeah. study. Can you tell? Can you kind of explain to us kind of the difference, and then go into what you're at? Yeah, uh, I want to know the difference. I want to know what you do all day. <laughs> yes, and then <laughs> you, and if you want to go into what your what your project entails. Okay, so I'm doing an independent SERP. What that means is um, that I essentially have to plan the whole research myself and carry it out myself. I do have an advisor that I talk to every every week. Um, he's in the Galapagos right now. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. I'm so jealous. <laughs> so jealous. That's a terrible place Aww. to be. <laughs> anyway. So that's, Hi, just, that's just through email right now. Um, but other than that, I structured the entire research myself. Um, so I plan my days myself. Um, And so what I'm researching is I'm researching the environmental heritage of Claremont. What I mean by that is how um, the history of Claremont connects with the landscape and nature. So there's three parts to my research, I would say. My first is um, a lot of um, reading of archives. There's a lot of archives in special collection. that have a lot to do with the environmental um, heritage. 
a lot of uh, archives, so it takes a while to get through, but um, it's very interesting, and I learned how to use the library properly, because, <laughs> to be honest, I had no idea. Um, second part is interviewing people, so people who were uh, very involved with um, conservation and are very involved with the conservation of the environmental heritage, in particular the, the um, Claremont Wilderness Park. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, I meet with people that Char, Char suggests or, you know, everyone gets me into contact with everyone, which is great. Um, and then I ask them about their, their role essentially in um, the conservation, but I also focus on their, uh, you know, what drives them really. Mm-hmm. And that's what I think the coolest part of my research is so far is um, understanding what drives someone to really um, be so passionate about the environment. And a lot of it, a trend I've very, I've noticed like um, from the beginning is that um, a lot of childhood experiences with nature is what drives these people mainly. Um, And then the third part is um, kind of figuring out how to put the information that I'm learning and into um, understandable and accessible um, format really for the public because I'm trying to reach out to the public and to educate people on the history. And yeah, that's essentially what my research is about. Um, so uh, research in Professor Garza's is definitely, um, I would probably break it into like three different things. <laughs> um, just because recently we sort of adopted these six PAYS students um, so I don't know if you're familiar with the PACE program, yeah, you can explain it. Um, but I don't even want to like misquote it, but my understanding <laughs> of the PACE program yeah. is they basically partner with high school students, um, from freshman year all the way till their senior year. And they come every summer. It's mm-hmm. like a commitment you make, mm-hmm. um, to come to Pomona and you basically take classes that are really rigorous. And these are obviously very bright students who come that are just very intellectually curious. Um, and I've already noticed that from the get go, having worked with them for, this is, we're coming on the end of our week one with PACE students. Um, and so we have six in our lab currently uh, with Professor Garza. And so we sort of are showing them the ropes to what exactly we're doing with him um, in, the, in the lab. And so that's been pretty exciting. Um, it's also been a challenge for us, I think, just figuring out. So I, I'm working with uh, Lawrence Chen, uh, who's a senior at Pomona or rising senior. Um, I'm working with Sagar and then uh, Akeka. And so they've been an excellent group. Um, but working with them has it's it's been a challenge in the sense that like we're trying to to basically work with like this very complex information and sort of like break it down for the students. Mm-hmm. So for all of us, it's sort of being like, well, we get it and we understand it, but now how do we? How do you teach it? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that's been a really interesting um, role, I guess, that we've had to play, and I think that's been like fun and exciting in its own way. Um, and so, but basically, uh, we're looking at the folding and unfolding patterns of proteins. Um, and we want to sort of like look at, uh, what effect that has, um, specifically, we're also looking at, um, basically these diffusion controlled reactions, um, and the way that they sort of mirror catalysts in a, uh, an enzyme in a substrate. Um, and sort of we're looking at, it's a lot of math, a lot of numbers. Um, we use these two computer programs called, uh, Maple and Chimera. And so Maple is essentially like a really big calculator. And so that does all, all of our number crunching. Um, and then Chimera basically, uh, visualizes the proteins that we want to be working with. Um, and so 
we sort of break down these proteins that our professor will assign us. So for example, he's interested in, let's say like a string of, of, of different proteins. And so he'll, he'll say, well, this week we're going to work on protein, you know, X, Y, Z or something. Um, and then we basically get this whole string of amino acids and we basically are supposed to look at all the different bonds between each amino acid. And once we sort of assign these, um, these bonds, then we kind of come up with a report for all of them. It's a very complex <laughs> and like long process, but, um, it's really interesting work. I, I definitely think that like my eye for, um, mistakes has improved. I'm not saying I'm perfect, but generally when we're looking at this long string of numbers and you think, oh, it looks great. And then you press enter and it's like error <laughs> and you're no, you're like, oh my <laughs> like, gosh, go where is the error? So you have to basically go back and like have this sharp eye and look for all these different mistakes. So if anything, it's made me much more of like an intentional clicker on the keyboard because I'm like, I can't mess up. What if I miss a comma? What if I miss a parenthesis or a colon? Um, <laughs> so it's funny because especially if I mess up or if Akeka messes up or Sagar messes up, we all like are like, oh, we're stuck on this one. And so we all like huddle over one computer and we try and solve it. But now working with these PACE students, it's been another problem because it's like now several of them have sort of like come across, the, across these barriers. So we're like, okay, well, you take that person. I take this person. And we'll all sort of like bring our heads together to sort of figure out where we, where we went wrong. Um, but yeah, that's sort of a very brief overview of what we do. Um, talk to us about why you chose this particular project. I know in your case, Ian, you, you had sort of committed uh, a year ahead, but mm -hmm. why, why did you want to work with Professor Garz in the first place? And why did you ch choose the, uh, Pauline, why did you choose the, uh, the project you chose? Um, so I go hiking a lot in the Claremont wilderness, um, especially to de-stress, but just on the weekend, it's like a beautiful place. Um, I just enjoy being outside in general, but I had never really asked myself, you know, where did it come from? Like, you just kind of assume it's there, you know, it's not going anywhere. So there's no questions there. <laughs> then I had a geology project. Um, part of my geohazards project was to write a letter to a political representative discussing a geohazard. And um, the program we were using was um, focused on the U.S. and um, we had to pick a, a city in the U.S. And everyone was doing their hometown. And I was like, okay, I need, <laughs> I need a place. So I was like... Adopted why, hometown. Yeah. Adopted. I was like, why not Claremont? I know nothing about it. So um, I went to Char and I asked him, like, do you know anyone I can talk to about this? Like, I have to get this project done. The deadline soon. Help me. <laughs> I didn't, I just wanted to get it over and done with, essentially, <laughs> at first. Um, and he got me into contact with two people. Lisa Peterson, she works at Pitzer. And um, Ted Trezina, he's, uh, he works for the IUCN, the International Union of the Conservation of Nature. Mm -hmm. Two very interesting people, and they had a lot to tell me. And um, they basically just sparked the interest, you know, the way they were talking about um, the Claremont Wilderness, how hard they had worked to conserve it. And I was just like, I know, like, it's in our backyard and, you know, barely anyone I know knows anything about this history. Um, so that's really what sparked the interest. And the more I talked to Char about it, he's a very passionate guy, whoever knows him. <laughs> and yeah. he was just like, there's so much there you can look at. Um, and that's how it started. Yeah. Um, 
Um, <laughs> what so, was the question? <laughs> basically, uh, yeah, I would say, to be completely honest, chemistry was never, um, I would say, like, my strong suit, at least in high school, it wasn't. And it wasn't something I wasn't, like, particularly passionate about either. I was like, okay, chemistry and stoichiometry and all these things and chemistry, whatever, <laughs> you know? Um, and then it was actually after this last year of taking organic chemistry um, I took it both first and second semester, which was by far one of the most challenging classes I've ever taken. Um, but it was also one of the most interesting I've ever taken. I think it was weird to sort of think about the fact that like these molecules and chemistry have so much to do with our lives and so much to like, some, they have such a great effect and such great um, power, I would say. I, one of the, I think one of the most touching things was our first semester in, in, in OCHEM, um, my professor had put up this large molecule on the screen we'd never seen before. And we were sort of stumped like, okay, like what does he want us to take away from this? And um, he sort of paused and it was like, it was kind of like, I was not, I didn't really know what to make of the moment. Um, and he was saying, you know, like this molecule changed my life. And he said that like, it was, I think he, I don't want to like misphrase this, but I know that something had happened in his life that basically like he had to take this medicine and like it was basically what reversed the, or cured him essentially. Um, and it was weird to think like that molecule that like we study all these different parts about it had such an incredible effect and have kept him here today, like teaching for years at Pomona. Um, so that was really cool to think that like these molecules are so powerful. Um, and I think it's sort of connected and humanized what, we're, what we were learning <laughs> right. in some ways, because I think and very often it's hard to think like, ah, oh, like I have this problem set to finish or I need to work through these questions. Um, mm -hmm. And I think in that sense, it really, to me, sort of bridged the two. Um, and I think it definitely sparked more of an interest uh, compared to what I had like come in with. Um, my understanding of chemistry, um, or at least my perception of like how it related to everyday life. Um, and so related to Professor Garza's research, I knew that by far he was probably one of the best mentors I could select. I've heard so many amazing things about so, mm. he was just so, interested in his students besides the fact that they were like students first he also wanted to know like what are you doing outside the classroom sort of like what what brought you here to Pomona um like what can I do as a professor to make sure that you're going to succeed when you graduate from Pomona mm -hmm. while you're here um and I knew that that's something that I wanted um to have and so yeah did you have already a background in STEM before or how did that or did and did you have a good background on before you came before besides your interest in sustainability or EA? I had always been interested in biology mm -hmm. but um the way my school system worked they never really had um like environmental sciences mm -hmm. or in the sense that you know the human aspect of the environment mm -hmm. so I always thought I was going to do biology um I even had like the dream of doing uh, marine biology at some point, but I realized I was so into the human aspect of it as well, the social science aspect. Mm -hmm. um, I really had to like take those classes like here in Pomona before I realized that's what I wanted to do. Um, and I did have to learn a lot how to, you know, you know, dealing with the humanities, you have to know, know how to write an essay and, you know, do research. And um, I wouldn't say my high school prepared me enough for that in that mm -hmm. sense. Um, what was the question again? <laughs> <laughs> back, back, so you're doing research in, in chemistry. Correct. Uh, okay. and, you, and you took organic chemistry in as a sophomore. Yes. Uh, did you have a background in? Or I had really only taken 
what honors chemistry in high school and like AP biology. Mm-hmm. Um, my high school actually did offer organic chemistry, but I remember thinking there's no way I'm going to get myself taking that class um, <laughs> because I'd heard so many hard things. Um, I knew it was like a challenging course and I was like, ah, like, I guess I'll just wait. <laughs> you know, I don't, I don't wanna, have to. Yeah. Um, and I think at the time, I also didn't really know if I wanted to pursue STEM. I think it was still something that I sort of brushed off as, no, like, I'm not going to do STEM. Um, I'll do something else or I'll figure something else out. Um, so STEM was definitely something that I think I uh, pursued more now having been in college um, than I did in high school. I think in high school, I definitely was more interested in writing and reading. And I still love doing that. Um, but I think having come to Pomona, I've also learned to see the different side of STEM, the different side of chemistry that I think I either didn't allow myself to see when I was Mm -hmm. in high school um, or I was reluctant to see. Um, But now like having had these amazing mentors and also just really bright friends and other like students in the classroom that sort of like also widen my perspective on like, Mm -hmm. wow, like that's really interesting. Or like they took a certain class in high school. So that's why they know, you know, X, Y, Z. So that's been really awesome. Um, But yeah, I didn't really come in with a a STEM geared mindset. (laughs) Tell us about a typical work day. How do you, what, what do you do through the day? For me, it really depends on um, if I have meetings planned that day. Um, usually I do have a meeting with someone um, and it uh, depends where it is. Sometimes it's further away at their house. Sometimes it's on campus. Um, so uh, depending whether it's in the morning or the afternoon, I'll be there. Other than that, I spend my mornings usually um, either um, reading in the library um, and also in special collections in the afternoon. Um, But for the most part, it's very unstructured, really working around, you know, the meetings I have. Um, I also spend a lot of time outdoors, you know, I'm trying to see the places I'm reading about, which is an important part of my research. Usually on Mondays, I'm out um, at the Claremont Wilderness, really, um, you know, doing research up there. Yeah. Um, Well, the morning definitely starts with, so Professor Garza um, likes to communicate with all the students on WhatsApp. And so we actually have a little WhatsApp group chat where we all communicate. (laughs) Um, And so he uh, he'll actually send us a morning text like, all right, like Ian and Sagar meet on this floor and you're going to work on whatever it is. Or Lawrence, come down to the basement and work on this thing at this computer. So we always know exactly what we're doing every day. (laughs) Um, And that also happens after lunch. So when we come back from lunch, we sort of like know what exactly we're doing. And now our, our schedule is sort of shifted in the sense that now that we're mentoring these pay students, our afternoons are spent mentoring them. So mornings are sort of our work and then the afternoons are with them. Um, so this week has sort of been an adjustment since we've now had to basically make a, a like a plan or like a lesson plan for these students, um, figuring out like, so how do we go back to square one and then tell them everything we've learned for the last four weeks, five, four or five weeks. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, that's been like really interesting, but also just like a, an adjustment we've had to make. Um, but yeah, basically I would say we do a lot of like lattice work. I didn't mention that in the beginning, but it's a, a lot of, um, lattices, which are basically like, you know, I don't even know how to describe it. <laughs> basically think of like a square and then you like divide it up into different, like little mini squares and there's numbers you can do like symmetrically or asymmetrically. Um, so it's a lot of like visualizing that. And so we've had to 
basically do a lot of number work with with lattices as well as like visualizing it on reports that we've had to write up. Um, so some days he'll probably say like go in and work on a, a five by five lattice. So that'd be five little mini squares, five by five. Um, but they can go as large as like 15 by 15. And so they get larger and larger and larger, which of course is why Maple, our big handy calculator, comes into play because I would not want to be doing <laughs> 15 by 15 lattices with all these numbers with inside of uh, you know inside of it. So, um, yeah, that's kind of our day. Sort of depends every day. It's different. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So kind of big back on on what you just said. What are you learning from what you're doing? What what have you learned from what you're doing so far? Does it have to be chemistry related? Or no, it doesn't not have at to all. be chemistry not related at all. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's true. Yeah. <laughs> Tell us about the patience you've learned. Um, so I think it's just, yeah, patience <laughs> is definitely the first word that comes to mind. Um, I think it's it's so easy to to sort of like get caught up in the work, and you're like, oh, I'm doing great, you know, and then you're like rolling, and then you come across this like mistake or error in your code and then you're like oh dang it like what the heck like I was doing so well and then you have to sit there and you like look for it and then when you're like I can't find anything and you're like just going in circles you feel like and so and then you have to you ask one of your like partners in the lab for example ask Sagar or Kaka, can you can you look over my fresh my eyes. yeah with a fresh set of eyes because I can't find anything and it's always like Oh, it's right there. <laughs> and then you're like, oh my gosh, what? <laughs> so that's always like, it just, it definitely <laughs> brings a fresh perspective in the sense that it's like, okay, I need to take a deep breath. Sometimes I actually have to, I just stand up and I need to like take a walk or grab a glass of water because it's like staring at the screen all day. Mm -hmm. You sort of just become numb to like all these parentheses and commas and numbers that you're just like, I, I don't see where I could have gone wrong. <laughs> um, so yeah, patience, absolutely patience for sure. I've, it's been tested and challenged, but I think I'm more, I'm I'm getting better. I'm getting I better. think going off patience, I agree with you, <laughs> especially with like reading. It's just like, um, you know, you spend three hours reading something and you feel like you wrote down one sentence with two references, <laughs> and you're just like, wow, you know. Um, a lot of the reading I'm doing is like zoning ordinances or city plans, which is just. A lot of like Driving. very important stuff, but very dry sometimes. <laughs> I catch myself falling asleep every now and again. Um, I mean, not just during the research, but just like outside of the research, being on campus on your own, like cooking is one thing. I don't know about you, Ian, but oh my gosh, I had to yes. learn how to like cook rice, <laughs> like <laughs> all that stuff. Like I got a lot wrong, you know, a lot of bad meals. <laughs> There are rice cookers. Yes, we have a rice cooker, but it takes about twice as long as. Um, so that. Um, I second that. Right? <laughs> That's been a struggle. Yeah, but I feel like I don't know about you, Paulina, but I feel like my cooking skills have like sky. I mean, I'm like so much better than I was from day one. No, definitely. I mean, like you said, I actually have burned my rice before. And then I, <laughs> yeah. my second time around, I did a lot better. <laughs> But like, yeah, I'm doing, I'm, I'm pretty proud of the, how far I've come. No, for sure. That's definitely it. Yeah. Please include that in your poster presentation. No, for sure. In addition to research, I've had to do cooking research. Seriously, looking for different meals to make and things like that to keep that, everything spiced up, you know, because eating plain rice and beans all the time is good, but it's a hearty meal, but not always. You get tired of it. Yeah. Yeah. So. Tell us about the a little more about the faculty members you're working with. Uh, what's it like to work with them? 
And I know in your case, Pauline, you're you're doing something independent, so you're yeah. probably working with him much less than Ian is. But uh-huh. um, tell how does how is it, and what's your relationship like with, with your professor? Um, well, he's also my academic advisor, so I've seen I like I've talked to him a lot. Um, but so once a week, usually on a Thursday, I meet with him and we discuss for about an hour what I've been doing. He's a very knowledgeable guy, so the moment I like have questions he answers that for me he gets me into contact with people um and even during the week like a lot of times I'm faced with questions that I just feel like are very overwhelming or you know I I have something in my head and like I'm not sure how to go ahead with it so I'll shoot him shoot him an email and he'll get back to me in like half an hour um other than that, the people he's brought me into contact with are definitely also mentors to me in that sense. Um, especially the two I've mentioned, Lisa Peterson and Tetrazina. They have, I see them almost every week and they really run me through a lot as well. Um, so although like it is very independent, I do have a lot of mentors to go to if I need to. Um, so you're talking like in the lab, right? For this summer um, or faculty or just, just in general, or broadly or in general. Okay. Um, so during the school year, my academic advisor is Cynthia Salasi, who's a, actually an organic chemistry professor at Pomona. Um, and so she's actually, she works with me as well as nine other students from Miami because I'm part of Posse. Um, and so she's our Posse mentor as well as our academic advisor. Um, and then in terms of just like like I mentioned earlier, Professor Garza has just been sort of like a, a steady mentor, I guess, throughout being at Pomona so far. Um, I don't know about like other faculty mentors. I I definitely have loved a lot of my professors and I know that they've always gone like above and beyond with questions and like even just like getting to know me. And I think one, I guess that stands out, at least from like my first semester, first year was um, Professor Greenman, who's been here for forever. <laughs> um, and he... I remember it was like first day of gen- general chemistry in the classroom and he had said like, you know, I'm going to be your gen chem teacher. This is going to be a great year. It's going to be really tough, um, but I've been doing this for a long time. I'm really experienced. And he was like, you know, so many of you will leave here becoming doctors or nurses or whatever the case is, but I want to get to know like why you want to do that and whether it's not that like, why do you want to do for in my case, I want to go to dental school. Um, why do you want to be a dentist or things like that? Um, and so he urged us like, please like email me. I want to get a meal with you. I want to see, I want, why, what other classes are you taking besides Gen Chem? You know, um, why did you decide to take it with me? Things like that. Um, and so I remember like deciding to like grab a meal with him and thinking like, okay, I'm, I was crazy. Why did I email him? Like, this is going to be super awkward. It's going to be really weird. And we met up at Frary and it was like the coolest thing ever. And I got to like learn about like him during his undergraduate years, uh, I believe it was at like UCSD, um, and him talking about like, yeah, like I actually ended up taking three classes because he was overwhelmed by four and he wanted to, he was like, I actually ended up going to the beach a lot <laughs> because I had all this extra free time. Um, and so like, it was cool, cool to feel like I, he like was a regular human being that had the same struggles that I had and was also like figuring it out too when he was doing it. Um, and he didn't also really, he didn't know that he wanted to work for NASA or he was going to do chemistry. I mean, like. So it was awesome to to see that. And I think he was just like a great, you know, point of reference. And he actually um, got me in contact with one of his former students who's now, you know, uh, a dentist actually in the Santa Barbara area with like two 
boys. I mean, like she's a mom of two, she's got a family. And so I was like, okay, that's so cool. And she was like a rock star. I mean, I emailed her and she was phenomenal. I said, I'm a fellow Seichen, you know, Professor Greenman had, you know, re referred me to you and said that you'd be great contact. And she just went above and beyond for all my questions. And was like, I'm always happy to help a fellow Seichen. And it was like really great to see that like, as like a first year and I mean, she didn't even have to respond to me. I'm just like this first year student who like, you know, they, I feel like first years have very varied, they have varied interests and they have all these things on their mind that she didn't really have to go to the extent that she did answering all my questions, but she was so generous with her time um, as well as my professor. So that was really great. In your experience that you've been doing research, um, how is it different from classwork or other lab work that you have done in your first two years? Um, what have you liked? What do you don't like? What has it taught you? <laughs> <laughs> the biggest thing, definitely, um, the independence, as mm -hmm. I mentioned before. Um, in one sense, that's definitely a good thing just because, you know, I'm really learning to use my skills and you don't have a professor like asking you, have you done this? Have you done that? Have you, but at the same time, it does require a lot of responsibility, you know? Mm -hmm. You do have to get up in the morning and like <laughs> not always easy, especially during summer, like right after you finish classes, um, you have to, you know, be determined and, you know, have, you know, self-control and um, and that's definitely the biggest difference. And also, you know, you really are picking what you're researching and um, more than anything, just I think it's the independence, um, the control um, you really have to go out of your way to talk to people. There's not going to be someone who's going to direct you to it. Mm -hmm. um, although, you know, people are bringing you into contact. You have to email people. You have to call people. You have to explain what you're doing. And it feels a lot more like you're actually, um, it's not just theoretical. You're actually going out there and you're trying to do something um, of your own interest that hopefully makes a difference in what you're yourself and and hopefully eventually um has an outcome that is um important for the public in general um i think like the one thing that just is a very clear difference between summer and school year is how quiet campus is <laughs> Mm -hmm. So I think that was an adjustment because you're walking around and it's like just you. <laughs> you're like, where is everyone? Um, so that was like a weird adjustment to sort of like living on campus because you know there are people here. You just don't see them because they're either in the lab or they're cooking or they're doing something. And I would say like every chance that I get to just be off campus, I immediately, okay, I'll go with you to the beach or mm -hmm. I'll go with you to LA or I'll do something because I just, it's so quiet. And in some sense, it is nice because it's like, away from the hustle bustle of like the, you know, and almost in some ways like stress inducing environment that it is just cause it's always like on the go. Um, so it's been, it's been good and bad. I think there's um, benefits and drawbacks in the sense that like, I've actually had time to like read for pleasure <laughs> and not feel like I have to rush to the next class or that I have to like stay up late yeah, studying. I can true. just like read <laughs> um, or, you know, um, staying up with friends and watching a TV show, things like that. Um, and I think also just differently is that like when I'm writing a paper or you're doing a research project, uh, you sort of think of it as being done for a grade or done mm -hmm. for like, you know, you're going to an assessment, you're going to get something in return, which is this letter, <laughs> right? A, B, A, B, C. Um, and in, in this sense, you're sort of working towards like something bigger, which is sort of like Paulina said, like whether it's for the community mm -hmm. 
um, or something else. And so that's kind of a different aspect of it, um, which I've also liked being the fact that like uh, Professor Garza is definitely interested in doing, he wants to, uh, you know, me as well want to um, work towards getting our work published. Um, and so that would be really cool. So it's it's a different um, aim for your work. Yeah. And, you know, in school, you're doing it for a grade, whereas this it's for something for a larger scientific community or something like that. Um, I would say like those are probably two main big differences. I feel yeah. it's definitely more a feeling of like, I don't know, for me, it feels like I'm more of a, if, a feeling of being a young professional rather than a college student. Mm -hmm. That's definitely the feeling I'm getting during my research. Um, you both mentioned that, you know, this is uh, a chance to do something that um, has some meaning in the real world, mm -hmm. um, not just in sort of the academic world. Um, why is the work you're doing important? Where do you, do you, you know, if you can kind of back up and talk about the big picture of it for just a minute, what is, um, what fruit might it bear mm -hmm. somewhere down the line? I feel like um, a lot of my work has to do with place attachment and, you know, feeling you understand the places you are, where you come from. Um, and I feel a big part of that is understanding its history. Um, it's kind of, It kind of works like the more you know someone, the more you sympathize with it, the more you know like a place, the more you are willing to take care of it. Um, there has been incredible amount, like people have done incredible amounts of, put a lot of effort into, you know, conserving the lands around us. And um, I think not many know about that. Um, and, you know, if you start talking to these people who are so passionate about Claremont Wilderness, for example, you start really realizing how important that really is and our connection to nature in general. I think that's, for myself, that's really what I learned that um, the places I go, it's important for me to know where they come, where like they just don't just come about, you know, they, they people had to go out their way and really protect those places. And what I'm trying to do is tell that story and, and, and really reach out to the public and, um, there's a lot of programs going on around Claremont that are trying to get um, outdoor education, environmental education going, especially for disadvantaged communities. And um, uh, I hopefully my research will help them as well to, um, you know, reach out and um, talk to people a little more and get the public more interested in what's going on. Um, so I feel like just the very general um, understanding of like proteins and their folding and unfolding patterns, um, being like a, a core, I guess, like focus of our research, um, sort of like leads to other understandings of like diseases. I know that, um, the work that we're doing, it's definitely not a cure, but I think it's, um, work towards better understanding things like Alzheimer's or dementia, which, um, has never affected like my family directly, but I know that it's affected friends and friends of friends. So I know it's something that exists and persists. And so like the, the ability to think that like the work you're doing, which in some ways can feel very meticulous or even just like, you know, repetitive and monotonous. And you're like, Oh, I'm just plugging these numbers into the Excel or something like that. Um, to think that like you could be, you know, making a difference in some way, whether that's helping another scientist do other work that's related to this is awesome to think about. So that's how I, I, I feel like I, I view it connected to the, to the outside world. 
And how do you think this experience doing research will help you with whatever you have planned to do after Pomona? I think I'm learning a lot of skills, learning what I like to do, what I don't like to do more than anything. Um, whether I'll continue with a research job, um, I'm not quite sure, but definitely a lot of valuable information, a lot of connections, especially since my research is set in Claremont. I'm very lucky to have a lot of people to talk to and a lot of professionals, you know, who are in the, um, you know, doing things that I consider doing in the future. Um, so more than anything, that's the most valuable, I think, that there will be ongoing relationships with people that um, hopefully, you know, can help me um, understand what I want for the future. Um, and apart from that, just the skills of researching and um, working on a project myself, which, you know, is something that hopefully um, I will also be doing in the future. Um, I think sort of uh, bouncing off what Paulina said, there's like the component of research and there's that aspect. Mm -hmm. But I think um, if anything, what I've noticed even just this far into the summer has been sort of just the other uh, qualities and like the other like elements of being on your own and being here in Claremont for the summer and sort of like what that entails, which is like you said, being independent and learning how to cook meals, things like that, which almost in some ways feel like, I don't know, trivial. And they're like, oh, well, whatever. It's just how to cook a meal. But, skills. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, I'm like, I'm really glad that I've sort of been challenged and was like thrown into this and thinking like, okay, now I actually really have to figure it out. I don't have time to just like, you know, ask mom or ask dad, which I have done for meals. But, <laughs> for sure. um, and I know I continue, will continue to do that. But, um, but yeah, I think it's just like the other, the other aspects out, even just outside of research. Um, because I know that like in the future, my dream is to go to dental school and become a dentist. And so like doing like this computational chemistry doesn't seem like directly correlated to that necessarily. Um, but I know that like there are other aspects of it that I feel like I can connect, whether it's like my patience with working on computers, <laughs> um, even just like working with other people in the lab, because in some ways I almost viewed this opportunity as being something very independent in the sense that like, yes, I am working by myself on one, you know, computer screen, um, but I'm also working in a group with other students. And so like what that dynamic looks like. Yeah. So it's not just me, I'm working with other people. Um, and so I feel like it's just, it's more than just research. And I think that's how I'm sort of viewing it as being an opportunity to, yes, gain that understanding of what it's like to do research. Cause like I said, I've never done it before. Um, but also what it, what that means, like out, just out looking outside of that. It's not just research. So, uh, as we said at the, the start, uh, your, both of your projects are part of the summer undergraduate research program here at the college. Um, tell us, um, about the SERP program itself. How do you apply? What are the benefits of it? Honestly, the reason I p picked SERP is because it has such an easy process of um, applying. Um, all you have to do is write, um, I think it's a 3,000 character like letter explaining what your project is and, um, you know, why you're interested in it. And you just have to talk to your professor, whoever, you know, is your, you want to be your advisor or um, anyone really who has any knowledge on the subject who will help you out with that. And they will write a letter of recommendation and you just fill in on, um, I don't know what the website's called. Do you remember? 
I don't remember either, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a subset of, is yeah. it like within the Pomona student portal thingy? I think so. I think you go on. <laughs> so. <laughs> Very, technical yeah. term. Very technical term. <laughs> yeah. But you yeah. just fill in um, just the time you want to do it and um, essentially just the essential information and you send it off and you wait for your response. And I believe it's the career is. development office, right? Isn't there the don't they do it? They no, it's the dean's office that does this. Yeah. The dean's mm -hmm. office, the, the career, the CDO does the internships, and the dean's yeah. office does. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, mixing them up. Sorry, but it's a very easy process. Yeah, I would say just the fact that like you that we have the the space and the opportunity to like ask for funding for things like this. Like yeah. I know that I have friends that say they go to other schools and are doing research and aren't getting like funded for it. It's just kind of like yeah, I'm getting the experience, and I'm like I am too, and <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting funded to do it, which is like amazing, yeah. you know. Um, and so like Paulina mentioned the fact that like we get to, in some ways I might seem like, oh, now I have to write up this whole paper for why I want to do this research. Yeah. But I think it almost checks you to think like, well, why am I doing this research? And is it something I actually want to do for six, eight, 10 weeks? Mm -hmm. Um, and then also thinking about the fact that like Pomona wants to, is curious and also like cares about the fact that like you want to do something about mm -hmm. it and they're willing to like lend that extra hand, whether it's like financially or just like, again, the opportunity to do research at an undergraduate um, institution with really amazing professors, so. Also to add on to that for like international students who have a lot of limits on where they can work in the US due to their visa, SERP and PSIP are both like great opportunities that Pomona offers, you know, and other, other than PSIP and SERP, like it would have been very hard for me to um, be able to really do anything in the US this summer. So mm -hmm. I feel like props to Pomona for really like thinking about international students in that <laughs> sense as well. So both of you have one more summer before your senior year. Are you guys going to do more research or what do you guys, how are you going to spend your, your last summer as college students or undergraduate students? Oh my goodness. That's a loaded question. <laughs> uh... And does it mean a commitment? Just what, what thoughts do you have now? We won't hold you to it. <laughs> Or what would you like to do? Maybe our audience will, but <laughs> um, I definitely want to um, do get some more shadowing experience under my belt uh, with other like dentists because I know that it's very broad. I feel like initially my understanding of a dentist was like, oh, yeah, I go in to get my cleaning and they say it looks good or not. And then you leave right. um, and you do more flossing or something. But uh, <laughs> but I don't That's know. That's my understanding. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I hope I could change that when I get <laughs> um, So, but there are so many different specialties within it. You know, there's like endodontists, periodontists, there's maxifacial surgeons, there's all these different careers just within the umbrella of dentistry that I'd never even considered. Um, and last summer I did a little bit actually of probably like two or three weeks of shadowing with a general dentist, but I still haven't had the opportunity to even just shadow with like an orthodontist or even a periodontist at understanding the differences. Um, and I've heard they're very different. And even just speaking to my own dentist, they're like, yeah, go check out North Dentist, go check out these other specialties because they're so different. Um, so I think that's something I'm, I'm interested in doing, whether it's at home or somewhere else, um, is getting to, you know, see what it's like to do that work. And how did you decide you wanted to become a dentist? Okay. That's also a big question. <laughs> <laughs> um, well... I mean, I think it all boils down to the fact that I know that I love working with people and I love interacting with people and I don't see myself in a place where I would be sedentary or like punching numbers in for the rest of my life. 
Um, I think it's something that I knew that I wanted to help people because I love working with people. Um, and in the future, I know that families is something also just a priority of mine. And it's something that I want to prioritize in the future because I know that my parents now have been able to do that, um, with my sister and I. And so I knew that dentistry was something, or it was a career in which you could do that, where mm -hmm. you could prioritize family. Um, and even just talking to my own dentists, like to see that, like the lives that they live and see that like, yeah, like I'm going to go pick up my son from school now and we're going to go fishing or something. I'm like, that's cool. <laughs> or like they volunteer with their local church and they go and they do like this, this work with the community. It's like this, uh, this basically a medical truck where they drive around the city and they offer free, um, dental care and free medical care. And so to think that like you have these amazing skills and then you can help other people, um, was like really a huge draw. So that's kind of my, my draw for, for dentistry. Yeah. Next summer. <laughs> I haven't even thought about it yet. <laughs> um, so far from now. Yeah. Have you thought about what you want to do after Pomona? I, so my minor is Spanish. Um, I spent, yeah, <laughs> we speak Spanish together sometimes. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> Um, she had done the podcast in Spanish. Yeah. yeah. That would have been difficult. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been very difficult. Muy uh, fácil. <laughs> I spent about, uh, I want to say, seven months in Paraguay, and I absolutely loved it. That was during my gap year. And, you know, I did spend a lot of time outside there as well, and in the nature. They have a lot of waterfalls. Um, it was absolutely amazing, and I miss it a lot. And... Um, Really, a lot of my classes also had a focus on Latin America, mm -hmm. and I would like to go back there possibly next summer and do possibly a, an internship related to conservation in Paraguay or really any other country in, in um, South America. Ecuador. Or Ecuador. I've been there as well. <laughs> I spent one and a half months there. It was beautiful. Okay. Yes, also very beautiful. Are you from Ecuador? Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Where from? Guayaquil. Okay. I haven't been there. I went to Quito. It's beautiful. Mm -hmm. But um, so possibly an internship or possibly just traveling and, you know, enjoying myself. Um, that's the plan. Well, um, do you have any advice for students who are thinking about doing a SERP uh, in the future or future students who are thinking about doing a SERP in the future? Do it. <laughs> just sure do it. That's the greatest advice. Just do it. Just do it. Yeah, just do it. I feel like there's a lot of like like I mentioned before, you know, you're a bit you know, it can be a bit nerve-wracking thinking about doing research yourself or even with a professor cuz you're not really you don't really know what you're expecting. At least for me, it took it took me doing it before I understood what it was, you know? So, um so really you to take the leap. Yeah. For sure. I was not prepared, but I realized that I had to stay open to it and not over prepare in order to, you know, carry out my research the way I wanted to do. And big advice is talk to your professors, talk to fe fellow students who have already done it um, or are planning on doing it. Um, yeah, but like Ian said, just do it. <laughs> so on that note, we're going to wrap this up. Um, our thanks to uh, student researchers Pauline Beckers and Ian Poveda. Thank you. And to all who've stuck with us this far, thanks for listening to SageCast, the podcast of Pomona College. Until next time.